go, George. Hey, Justin, George. how are you doing? I'm doing well, man. Is this really happening? Are we really this is happening. This? this is happening. It's been a while, it. but we're back in style. It's been far too long. It's been months. Oh, no. Who, who knows how long it's been? It's for a YouTube listener, our new listeners, it's it's our very special uh, Halloween, That's Thanksgiving, right. yes, Christmas, Hanukkah episode. Yeah, all the holidays, all in one. Our very special holiday episode for the 13th Goosebumps book. Yeah, it's our, great. It's good to be back. Why, our, why, did we, why did we wait so long, George? I, I missed was, you. I uh, missed you, too. I missed you, too. But um, yeah, yeah, we uh, we're trying something a little bit new today. Yeah. So if we sound a little bit different, uh, let us know in the comments below. Yeah. So yeah. Can we tell our listeners why that is? Why not? Uh, yeah, yeah. So um, basically, uh, good old Doctor George here has uh, a move he moved move. on to the other coast. Yep. You know, so, so George is recording today from an undisclosed location on the West Coast. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Justin is recording from an undisclosed location on the East Coast. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And through the magic of technology, we're yes. going to try to get it, get it all together and make it sound nice. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. I, undisclosed location, but in honor of Goosebumps, I am right beside a cemetery. So Fantastic. Perfect. Yes, fantastic. Spooky. Spooky, Spooky uh, indeed. George, the book that we're doing today... Yes. What's it called? Piano Lessons Can Be Murder. Yeah. So Pretty exciting. It's yeah. a great title. It's I a, like it. I was excited to read it. It's an interesting title. It's an interesting title. I know that uh, it took, I uh, dragged my heels a little bit on reading it, but we got we got through it. We got through it. We did. So, yep. So excellent, excellent. So I do remember this book a little bit. Um, I kind of remembered some aspects from it. Justin, did you read it before? Oh, I had not read it. No, I didn't read it when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was excited to read it this time. Didn't know anything about it going in. Just that it was about uh, piano lessons and it was something spooky. Yeah, yeah. So, but I liked it. High level thoughts. Pretty good book. Oh yeah, it was. Um, it uh did something that uh, not a lot of things do, and we'll get into that a little bit later in terms yeah. of um, you know the the um, you know sometimes when people go for things of high difficulty they sometimes stick the landing and sometimes they do not so okay. so yeah interesting yeah very interesting high level thoughts exactly. i thought that there was a lot going on in this book it's a little bit complex there's yeah, different yeah. things happening in parallel all coming together at the end so yes yes interesting interesting so it's been let's talk about the covers George. let's talk about the covers so right now we have the 1990 uh 1993 cover and it looks like the original cover. The original cover. Yep. So, uh, for those of you who are keeping track, it's uh, actually a pretty good Goosebumps cover. It uh, has a nice crimson uh, red background with, uh, what would we say, some hands on a keyboard and stuff like that? Definitely some hands, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Playing piano. It's like, uh, got the piano is an interesting looking piano. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like got like a curved uh, keyboard, which is a little bit strange. Well, they're, u- and, they're uh, using the effect of a fisheye lens. So. But I like it. it, it, it it's a good it's cover. It's a good cover. Um, you know, good colors. Composition is good. It says, play it again, hands. So I like that. That's, uh, yeah. that's uh, pretty good. So let's... Yeah. And it's very much a representation, good representation of the story itself. Exactly. Let's, exactly. Let's go to the next cover. So there's only the 1993 version, and then there's a 2004 version, mm-hmm. which George is pulling up. The 2004 version, George? It, they just copied it. Made it a little bit smaller and f- and flipped yeah. it. 
They flip, and it. they also change the color to make it uglier. You know, like it's yep. it, it's whoever had the job in two thousand four, whoever's nephew got the job of doing this. You know, did an awful yep. job. You know, it's not great. There's nothing different about it. It's basically the same cover recycled. Yeah. That's fine because it was a good cover the first time. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, so the uh, overall a good cover. Overall good cover. The international um, covers are uh, are a little bit different. Um, we, yeah, we usually talk about inter- international versions at the end. I like to go through the story first, right, so right. we can hold off on this for now if you don't yes, mind. Yes, sir. But um, just as a sneak preview, the international cover is pretty wacky. Pretty wacky, pretty wacky. And um, actually, a call back to our initial um, some of our initial uh, website pictures if people have been looking at that. So, so nice. yeah. Yeah. So, but uh, we'll get that to that a little bit later. So, this was again published by Scholastic, uh, release date November nineteen ninety three. Uh, yep. uh, we had Tim Jacobus on the art. Yep. R.L. Stein nice. has the credit. Yeah, you can tell. Good art. Yes. Yes. Great art. Yes. So. Cool. Any other? Uh, any other upfront business? I think that that covers it. Those are our high-level thoughts and a discussion of the covers. Oh. So I'm ready to jump into the story if you so want. So let's guys. just uh, remind our viewers, in case it's been a while since they listened to us last, um, what happens here. Uh, wait, what podcast are they listening to? Oh, yeah, it's a good good call. Uh, this is uh, Be Careful What You Cast For. Be Careful What You Cast For with George and Justin. Um, <laughs> so, um, Dr. George, Dr. Justin. Uh, yep. wh- wh- why, why are they listening to this? What's this podcast all about, Justin? Uh, we go back and talk about the old Goosebumps books. <laughs> <laughs> in case it's been a while since you've uh, listened to this podcast, so yeah, we've done. This is the thirteenth book in the series, I believe, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and so we've this we've done. This is the thirteenth uh, episode that we've done about Goosebumps books. Yes, we also did one Fear Street, one episode, very special. So um, check that one out. Teen episode, you know, with uh, teen dramas. So yep, but yeah. So with all of that, um, we like to go through break down the books. And um, talk about them as adults with PhDs. Um, so, with that, normally we like to say, "Hey, you know, it's you know sometimes it's good to have people tell you a story, and sometimes it's good to know what the story is about yourself, so you can uh, come to the table with your own expectations." So that's right. In this um, show, there are going to be spoilers to the Goosebumps book, so we like to give our viewers, you know, a few minutes to. Go back into their attics or, you know, bookshelves or trunks. Pick out their Goosebumps books. Uh, Should definitely read the book either in an attic or a basement. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. One of the two. Take your pick. Either one but is But not good. on a patio or a veranda. No, 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 no. no. Find a like, dusty place. Find your book. Get a blanket so it can be cozy. Curl up. And you want to read Piano Lessons Can Be Murdered by R.L. Stein. Yeah, go ahead and do that right now. Yeah. Pause your podcast and read that book. Yeah, we'll give it a few right minutes. Now. And we're back. And we're back. Wasn't that a good book? Great book. Yes, yes. Let's talk about it. Let's do. Let's do. You ready to start? You ready to start? I'm ready to start. You ready to start? All right. Let's jump right in. All right. Excellent. All right. So in this book, we've got Jerome, a.k.a. Jerry. He's going to be our narrator. He's moving into a new house with his parents. He's our protagonist. Uh, so he's moving with his parents into this new house. Already? Is it already a new yeah. uh, standard Darl Stein trope? Yeah, we got a trope. So, George, is this a newly constructed house? Is this a modern condo in an urban not. center? Of course not. A split level ranch, mid century modern home? No. No. No, no, no. Creepy old Victorian, mm-hmm. as you might expect. Mm-hmm. Old, spooky house. We've seen this before. We got a trope. Mm-hmm. Got a trope. Um, it was back uh, 
back in book one, we saw this trope for the first time yes. in the series. Yes. Uh, Welcome to Dead House. Yes, yes. With Josh and Amanda moving into that creepy old house. Yep. So Jerry's moving into this new house with his parents. He's actually not too um, concerned about it, not too worried mm-hmm, about mm-hmm. it, kind of enjoying the idea of moving into a new house, mm-hmm. enjoying the move, exploring the new house. Mm-hmm. He picks out a room that he thinks should be um, his bedroom. He also picks out a, a different room because a, it's a big house. Yeah. He picks out a room that should be the Nintendo room. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. George, did you notice that? Yeah, I definitely, we've yeah, had, definitely noticed we've, that. We've had, we've had some Nintendo references in the past. So, yeah, already, it's only wow. page, um, what is this, page four or five, already a Nintendo reference. Uh, yeah. Several tropes, uh, new house, um, a child that likes to play pranks on their parents, right? Yeah, that's coming up, okay. for sure. We got some pranks coming. All right. Uh, but Nintendo references, I don't think there's ever been a Sega reference. No. And I don't know if R.L. Stein was like a Nintendo loyalist or he just had never even heard of Sega because he was like not that I think R.L. Stein was an old man already and he had like old man parent syndrome. So everything was Nintendo. Nintendo, Everything was a Nintendo. Just like, you know, your mom, anything you had was a Nintendo. You're playing Xbox and he's like, turn off the Nintendo. Turn off the Nintendo. So, yeah. Yeah. So that's, I think, I think that's probably what we're going to see. He might have mentioned Sega in one book or maybe even a Fear Street book. But um, uh, I don't remember. But maybe. yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, visitors in the comments below, make sure uh, you note whenever Arl Stein has mentioned any other video game system than Nintendo. So yes, yes, great. So, like you said, George, uh, as a kid in the Goosebumps universe, Jerry likes to play jokes mm-hmm. on his mm-hmm. parents. Mm-hmm. So in chapter one, he plays this joke where he collects clumps of mm-hmm. dust and starts screaming about mice, mm-hmm. so that his parents run in in a panic uh, to try to catch the mm-hmm. mice. But it's just a mouse-shaped dust mm-hmm. ball. Uh, Jerry's also got a cat. Cat's name is Bonkers. Jerry doesn't really like mm-hmm. the cat that much, but there's a cat hanging out in the mm-hmm. house. And the town that they have moved to is called New Goshen. They moved from Cedarville. Jerry had a lot of friends back in mm-hmm. Cedarville, so he's gonna miss his friends. So that's the, that's one reason why he's kind of bummed out to have to move to this new town. But otherwise, he's taking it in yeah. stride, feeling pretty good about the. Yeah, move. he's still positive. Uh, he's not whining or crying like all the other Goosebumps children when they have to move to their new spooky house. But uh, two different things. I didn't look up. Uh, is there any meaning behind New Goshen? I didn't look that up. Did you? I have. I don't know. All right, nope. um, Jerry. You know, sharp little kid. You know, like. Um, Basically, you know, um, he his parents were trying to get him to work, right? They said, "Oh, you're such a smart guy, you know, you know, why don't you work?" You know, and he said, "No, I'm allergic. You know, allergic to what? Allergic mm-hmm. to work." I'm like, "All right, I, I like this kid. This kid's a yeah. pretty sharp one. A little bit, a little bit of a sassy yeah. kid. All right, he's not stupid, um, no. but I could tell this being a Goosebumps book and page two that the whole playing jokes on your parents is going to turn out poorly for him in the long run, like it does with all the Goosebumps children. Absolutely. Children's. Exactly. So. Yep, but he's, ex- but he's exploring mm-hmm. the house, uh, enjoying that. He finds a staircase to mm-hmm. the attic. He's pretty excited about that. He goes up to the attic with his father, mm-hmm. and it's mostly empty in the attic, but in the corner there's a large object covered mm-hmm. with a blanket. Jerry pulls the blanket off, and there's a very nice piano mm-hmm. underneath. Mm-hmm. Jerry's dad doesn't know what it's doing there, and Jerry's like, "Yeah, that's a mystery. It's very strange. There's a piano up in the." Yeah, side. that's that's awesome. I was and, hoping they'd find a mirror up there too, and just kind of make some mention yeah. to others. Oh, mirror in the corner, but it's all cracked and whatnot. But yeah, that would good. that would yeah. pull some things pretty, together. Absolutely, but they find this mystery piano, pretty interesting, and and then Jerry says, "I had no idea how big a mystery it really mm-hmm. was." Yeah. Yes. So, so that night, Jerry is having some trouble sleeping in the new house. Mm-hmm. 
He's just kind of staring at the ceiling, just beginning to fall asleep when he hears piano music coming from upstairs mm-hmm. in the attic. And he describes it as some kind of classical music. So he's hearing this music coming from the attic. He doesn't mm-hmm. know where it's coming mm-hmm. from. He knows it's not his mom or dad playing piano. So he walks his way over to the attic stairs. He can still hear the music mm-hmm. playing upstairs. And it's very sad music. It's very slow and it's very soft. And Jerry opens the door to the attic and says, who's of course, up there? As, as one does when there's they no, go up to an attic, no, you know, so. Yeah, and there's no response. Always. And Jerry climbs the stairs and the music is still playing. It's completely dark in the attic and he can't mm-hmm, see anything. Mm-hmm. He pulls on the cord attached to a light bulb to turn on the light. And when the light goes on, the music mm-hmm. stops. And he looks around the room and he doesn't see anyone. He goes over to the piano bench and the piano bench mm-hmm. is still warm. And he can feel that somebody was just playing the piano a moment ago, but there's no one there. Ooh. Right? And then, and just then, Jerry hears a creak in the floorboards and then another mm-hmm. creak. And he can hear someone coming up the stairs mm-hmm. behind him. Yep, it's definitely. Dad. It's like they build it up. They do the whole Arl Stein, you know, try build up to the end of the chapter. Here's the creaks coming up the stairs one by one. Boom, Jerry's dad, you know, all tired and whatnot. And Jerry's dad says, what are you doing up here? Oh, before we get to that, one one of the things that reading Goosebumps has taught me that is whenever I'm going someplace that might be creepy, A, don't turn on the lights because that will scare away. Nope, nope, don't turn on the light because that will scare away whatever creepy thing. Um, And also announce your presence to the thing. You know, second of all, don't announce your presence to the thing, you know. The first time you go up there, make sure that you stay as quiet as possible. Look around, and if you see something, exit as quiet as possible, too. You know, that's okay. Dr. George's tips to surviving Goosebumps encounter. But doesn't uh, turning on the light make them disappear? That's... It's like they don't like they don't like the light. Well, I mean, it makes they them like it. disappear, but then you have to wait three or more chapters before you see them in the first place. So, okay. yeah. so I think... Um, so if you're just collecting information the first time around, you want to be as quiet and stealthy yeah, as possible. Yeah, so in, uh, in Dr. George's uh, Reasonable People book... They look quietly, and then they get out quietly. They don't stumble over a table or run into a bookcase or something like that, or gasp. They quietly look, observe, and then leave. So, okay. yeah, those those yep. are my rules for encountering anything that seems a little bit spooky. You know? Very reasonable. So take note because if you don't see anything in the dark, you're not going to see anything in the light. So interesting. My thoughts. Eyes adjust. You'll be able to see something. You know. Yeah, that's pretty smart. But I think people are comforted by the light, so there's definitely the, the tendency to go for the light. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But then, but I, but you're but you're right. You gotta keep your composure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Don't turn on that light. Mm-hmm. Collect some information first. Yeah, because when the light's on, whatever it is can see you too. So if it's something that you need to get away from, you just announced your presence, and now whatever thing. It either has a chance to get away or has a chance to get you. So, What if it's like a squirrel or something, though, you know? Well, I mean, once you survey the area, then maybe turn on the light. You know, like if uh, you like fine. look. That's fine. Oh, did you used to have squirrels coming down like your uh, chimney? Did I? Yeah. Ever? When I was like, yeah, yeah, actually, yes. So I know that when I was growing up, we had a chimney and it wouldn't be uncommon for squirrels to come in through the chimney, like kind of just fall down. And yep. um, we'd come back from school and there'd be things knocked over. It's like, oh no, did a burglar get in? And it turned out just a squirrel fell down the chimney and was running around the house. So It was all a squirrel. It was all yep. a squirrel. <laughs> How about you? 
I think there were squirrels usually in the chimney. You could hear them scratching around, mm-hmm. and sometimes you get squirrels in the walls or something. But I don't remember squirrels them squirrels in the walls. I don't remember them ever getting into the house and knocking stuff over. Yeah, no. yeah. yeah. We'd um, come back from school and we'd see like things gnawed on and stuff like that. It's like okay, wasn't a burglar. Yeah. Burglars tend not to gnaw on random yeah. fruit. So so true. Yeah. Very true. Yes. Yes. All right. So we got Jerry in the attic. Mm-hmm. He heard some piano music playing. There's nobody up there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Jerry's dad walks up the stairs. And Jerry's dad's like, what are you doing up here? Jerry says, I heard music. And dad is like, stop joking around. It's the middle of the night. We're all exhausted. Mm-hmm. Your mother and I killed ourselves unpacking and moving furniture all day. Mm-hmm. Do, Interesting choice of words. Does he actually really use those, those words? Do he actually use yes. those words? I didn't notice that. Yes. Your mother and I killed ourselves unpacking and moving furniture all day. So did they really kill themselves? Are they ghosts? Ah, are Jerry's parents ghosts? That, 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 that's, um, that's a, uh, that could be a herring. Needs to, Interesting. Do you determine the color? But... Um, but yeah, yes. um, I did not catch that. I did not catch that. Be truthful. Yep. I was messing around with an audio um, program because I got my eyes dilated. So um, I know it skips a few things. So Okay. Yeah. Missed that detail. Yeah, I missed the detail. But, so. That's- but Jerry's dad is like, okay, go back to sleep. As they're leaving the attic, Jerry looks back at the piano and it's glimmering darkly in the pale light of the attic. Mm-hmm. As if it were breathing and alive, mm-hmm. Jerry imagines it chasing him down the stairs, and he thinks, "Oh, that's a crazy thought." <laughs> I'm really like my imagination is already getting worked up about this piano. What's going on with this piano? Well, Jerry is cool because he has uh, the idea of self-reflection. He already shows that he has an imagination. He shows that okay. he's creative. He shows that he plans things out, and he shows that he's like, "Ah, oh, yeah, I'm, my mind's getting all worked up." He knows it's not real. Uh, certain things he knows that he's not that are not real, but um, he still can describe them. So, sure. So yeah. Well, hopefully this this creativity translates to musical talent as well. Because Jerry's dad asked him if he wants to take piano lessons, mm-hmm. and Jerry's like, "Yeah, that could be cool. Maybe I'll do that." Yeah. And he's thinking that he'll learn to play rock piano, mm-hmm. get a synthesizer, and hook it up to a computer and get a group together. Mm-hmm. So apparently he's going to start a new wave band of some mm-hmm. kind. Mm-hmm. So I mean, what is what, in your opinion, is rock piano, Justin? Um, I don't know. I think I mean it makes me think of like Billy Joel or something, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. kind of pounding out on a piano. I think of Elton John when I think rock piano. Sure, I could see that. So I think. Yeah. Um, wait, uh, I actually went to a concert with both Billy Joel and Elton John. Uh, who do you think is a better piano player, Billy Joel or Elton John? Uh, I'm going to say Elton John. Elton John. I think so. I think Elton John is a better piano player. Billy Joel is a better, like, lyricist. And okay. I think, you know, so. Both great. Both great. It was a great concert. Uh, if you get a chance, try to see him in concert. If you can't, because, you know, reasons, enjoy their tapes. Yeah, for sure. Yes. Uh, but Jerry's going to take piano lessons. Hopefully he'll be the next Billy Joel. Mm-hmm. And he's excited about that, but he goes back to sleep, and as he's drifting off, he hears some piano music playing in the attic once mm-hmm, again. Mm-hmm. So it's still going. Very mysterious. So at this point, it's uh, probably uh, good to point out that, do they describe where um, uh, Jerry's uh, room is in relation to his parents? Uh, I don't think so. Go ahead. So I think I think they get into this a little bit later in the book. They talk about the fact that his room is actually upstairs, and his parents' rooms are downstairs. So this is an interesting situation, you know, so. Tell us more about the situation. Well, it's a situation where, I don't know, I I think, if you had a house, would you put the child room upstairs and you be on the ground floor? Uh, It depends on where all the bedrooms are. Okay. 
I think of bedrooms. I prefer a second floor bedroom yes, for myself. Yes, yes, yeah, for privacy and things like that. Sure, yeah, yeah. but um, yeah, I don't know. I right. I prefer a second room bedroom as well. Second floor, second floor, top floor. Exactly, exactly. So all right, sounds good. Well, the next day, Jerry gets up early and he goes downstairs and he sees that the attic door is open, even though he's sure he closed it the night before. Mm-hmm. So that's strange. Mm-hmm. He plays another joke on his parents that morning by hiding in a big box mm-hmm. and jumping out when his dad walks by. Mm-hmm. So his parents seem to have accepted that their kid behaves kind of uh, in a joking sort of somewhat uh, obnoxious mm-hmm, way. Mm-hmm. Um, and it clearly stresses them out, mm-hmm. but I guess they've kind of come to accept it. That's fine. Yeah. And then uh, Jerry hears music playing again, and he's asking himself, who is up there? Who could be playing the piano? Mm-hmm. But he's so tired that he just goes to sleep. Wait, was that in the morning? In the morning, he asks his... In the mor- uh, no, no, no. In the mor- what? He heard stuff last night. By the morning time, yes. he's already like um, jumping out of the boxes, trying, you know, talk to parents, you know. Yep. So I think when yep. he um, tries to surprise his parents, his dad actually um, injured his foot. Yeah. yeah. So basically, um, I got a foot injury. He got full injury because he dropped the kettle on his foot, and so um, yep. you know the dad's going to be not. in a poor mood, you know. So that's true. So yep. yeah. But that, but that night again, Jerry does hear the music again, and so it's still an ongoing music situation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And the following morning, he asks his mom if she heard the piano the night before, mm-hmm. and she just tells him, stop joking around. So the parents, they're fed up with all these yep. jokes. And so when Jerry's hearing this mystery music in the attic, his parents are not going to believe yep, him. Yep, yep. I mean, this is the 90s, um, so he doesn't have a cell phone to record the music. But what he could have got is a uh, walk boy, is that, or was it a talk boy? You remember that? I believe it was Talk, talk Boy. boy. Yes. Take, he, Made famous in uh, Home Alone. Can you tell people what the Talk Boy was? It was like a little handheld cassette player, but you could also record onto the cassettes, mm-hmm. and then you could play it back uh, with, I think, accelerated speed or slowed down mm-hmm. speed, kind of some voice manipulation mm-hmm. features. A mm-hmm. um, lot of fun. Lot did of you fun. have one? I uh, did not. I think I had friends. I think we all had a friend who had ones. one. Yes, yeah. yes. I had a friend who had all the things, but never had the batteries in the things. I don't know why. Oh, yeah. Do you have one of those friends, too? Well, batteries are expensive, I can... you know? You didn't have rechargeables back then, really. Yeah, I mean, they weren't as good. Um, but, yeah, yeah, batteries are... I mean, the things are expensive, too, but I guess batteries are very okay. depletable. You know, things would burn yep. through batteries in minutes as opposed to days. That's true. So. Yeah. But, anyway, what else is happening right. with Jerry and his folks? So there is a lot going on, mm-hmm. George. A lot of mystery music in the mm-hmm. attic. His parents uh, don't believe Jerry when he says that he's hearing things coming from the piano. And Dad says one morning that they're going to have piano movers come to bring the piano down from the attic into the nice. living room. And Jerry, again, is going to take these piano lessons that his dad asked mm-hmm. him about. So piano down in the living room now, and Jerry's going to take some lessons. So the piano movers arrive that day. They struggle to get the piano downstairs. Even like there's like a kind of an old narrow mm-hmm. staircase in the house. It's an old house, so it's not easy to move a yeah. piano. Even even in the best of <laughs> conditions, George, not easy to move a piano. They are notoriously famously they're famously heavy, heavy so and also pretty dangerous tough. to uh, move and tune. Um, like uh, piano mm. people who tune pianos um, can get seriously hurt. Have you heard the stories, Justin? Uh, no. So tell us. Pianos they have these metal wires these high tension metals uh wires like tightened within them so 
When yeah. tuning them, should one of those metal piano wires break, they could snap back and cause lacerations and even death. So, wow. yeah, so piano tuning is uh, something that you need to be careful. You definitely don't want to over-tighten. Yeah, a lot of... A lot of a lot of potential energy in those strings when they're tightened up. Exactly. I mean, I've I've got that experience with guitar strings. Mm-hmm. You snap a guitar string while you're tuning that. That can, you know. Has has sting. it ever whipped you? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Did it cut you? Uh, I think it may have broken the skin once or twice. Oh no. But a piano piano string, those are like way thicker. Yeah. And like under way more tension. So. Yeah. Those those will take your life. So. Yep. Those will kill you. Yeah. Turn you into a ghost. So. Yep. yep. But so. Moving those, moving that piano, very heavy, struggling to get it on the stairs. They also almost crush the cat in the process, mm-hmm. but eventually they get the piano in place. Mm-hmm. Jerry sits down on the piano bench, and the bench is all very polished and slippery, so he's joking around a lot about sliding off the piano bench, just kind of clowning around. Yep. So early on, it doesn't seem like he's taking piano too seriously, but he says that he's excited to take the piano lessons. It's going to be fun. But then he says, uh, as the, like, the narrator, he says, but I was wrong. I was very wrong. Yep. Yep. So, what's going to happen, George? Well, we'll see. I mean, it's a situation where it's a little bit of narration foreshadowing, but um, eh, it's a situation where R.L. St- there are these different R.L. Stein tropes. When he doesn't have something, uh, a big punch for the ending, he'll just say, oh, but I didn't know how wrong I was going to be, or something like that, so... Yeah. yeah, I think we've pretty much figured out all the R.L. Stein tricks, and I think, we, I think we're I think we ready to write our own Goosebumps book at this we point. We are. Oh, also, uh, note, a few months ago, a new Goosebumps book came out. I don't know the name of it, but um, it's the first new Goosebumps um, in quite some time. So Interesting. Was it new it, Goosebumps or a new Fear Street? I forget, actually. Yeah, I don't know. We'll have to look it up. All right, all right. So we um, probably we should probably read it and do an episode about it. At some point, what what do you say, viewers? Do you want us to work our way up to it or <laughs> skip ahead? Do you want us to do sixty more books before we do that one, or do you want us to do that one? Yeah. So in the comments either, below, either uh, let us know what you think. Um, yeah. So yep, yep. So write us wherever you find us. So yep. So Jerry's got a piano lesson coming up. He's mm-hmm. going to have a piano lesson on Saturday afternoon. And then that day, the piano teacher arrives at the house. Mm-hmm. His dad found the teacher's info in the back of the newspaper. Mm-hmm. It was the only ad in the paper for piano lessons, so mm-hmm. that's why they picked that guy. This is pre-internet, so yeah. basically yeah. you find a classified ad in the back of the paper, call him up, that's going to be your piano teacher. Mm-hmm. The ad had said, the Shriek School, New Method Piano Training. Mm-hmm. The piano teacher's name is Dr. Shriek, mm-hmm. and he looks like Santa Claus. Yes, looks like Santa Claus. Uh, what these names are pretty much dead giveaways at this point. You know, it's like uh, something's wrong with this situation. You know, I, but I think it's cool that he also recognizes that his name is odd. You know, yeah. He said, you know, I'm. You call me Doctor Shriek. You know, I understand that's odd, but um, yeah, let's get to it. You know. So, did you ever have any people with strange names in your life, like? Spooky names. I had a, a principal when I was a kid uh, named Mr. Payne. Mr. Payne. I feel feel like we've all had a principal or someone named Mr. Payne in our lives. You know. So and the, the following year, I had a principal named Mr. Fears. No. True story. No. Yeah. Yeah. No. Did you did you did did you grow up on Fear Street <laughs> no, or Fear Street adjacent? <laughs> Mr. Payne and Mr. Fears. You, I'm pretty sure you grew up principal. on one of those side streets connected to Fear Street. So yeah. 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 But uh, so Dr. Shriek shows up for the piano lessons. He asks to see the piano and he says, that's a very nice piano. Mm -hmm. Jerry says they found it in the attic. And Dr. Shriek says, 
well, that's very strange. Mm-hmm. And then he says, don't you wonder who played this piano before? Don't you wonder whose fingers touched those keys? What a mystery. Mm-hmm. Dr. Shriek says that the piano lessons will be at Jerry's house at first, but then if Jerry shows promise, he can come to Dr. Shriek's school. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then he studies Jerry's hands and says, excellent hands. Excellent hands. Mm, yes, excellent hands. But yes. yeah, one of the things he also was, um, you know, uh, said to Jerry, or Jerry, he was asking, hey, have you played an instrument before? And Jerry was like, oh, yeah, I've, I've, I've played the kazoo a little bit. And mm-hmm. Dr. Shriek did get a chuckle out of that. He's like, yeah, it's a little bit different, you know, but we'll, we'll see what we can do, you know. So sure. so I think um, Dr. Shriek seems to be getting along with Jerry um, and things like that. So that's good. You know, he's not. Yeah. He doesn't seem super uptight right off the bat. Which is establishing a rapport. Yeah, establishing a rapport. So it's good to have a professor or teacher that you can joke around with a little bit. So, yes, yes. So they're not going to have a full piano lesson that day, but Dr. Shriek gives Jerry a book called Beginning to Play Mm -hmm. a Hands on Approach. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Dr. Shriek is getting ready to leave. He says that he thinks Jerry will be an excellent student. Mm -hmm. He also makes more comments about Jerry's hands. Mm -hmm. It creeps Jerry out a little bit. Mm -hmm. He's a little uncomfortable. He says that Dr. Shriek looks like he has a hungry expression on his face. It's all very strange. Yeah. So, again, this is the early 90s, I guess. Uh, stranger comes into your house, you know, talks about how, how nice your your boy your little boy's hands are. And you just say, I guess, thank you, sir. You know, why don't right. we come back next week? So, yep. um, yeah, this is a, a little bit odd. But, hey, I mean, he's a piano teacher. Maybe he's seen people who have, you know, you know stupid fingers and that can't really play the piano well due to their stupid yeah. fingers. So, um, how would you, how how would you characterize your fingers, George? I think my fingers are all right. You know, like I. Do you have ex- excellent hands? I, I don't know. I don't know. It depends on who you ask, I guess. So sure. You have to ask. I wouldn't say my fingers are stupid. No, I th- they're pretty good. I uh, I've never really um, got good at the piano, but it's something that I think okay. I can do eventually yep. if I tried, if I got training and things like that. But. Sure. I feel I I have good dexterity. You, Justin? Nice. Good. I play a little guitar. You play some of the video games. Yeah. So that requires some. It some requires dexterity. dexterity. It requires exactly. dexterity and things like that. Yep. So. Yep. But yeah, yeah. So so far they got this. Mister Shriek seems like a, you know, discount Creepy Santa piano Claus teacher. Yeah. Yep. But he seems yep. nice. He seems nice enough and jolly enough. Sure. So everything yep. seems all right. Piano got down the stairs okay. So what happens next, Justin? So that night, Jerry hears piano music playing again. Mm-hmm. Remember, the piano is downstairs in the living room now, but it's mm-hmm. still playing music. Jerry makes his way downstairs in the darkness because he feels like he's got to see who's playing this piano. Making my and way just... downstairs, walking past. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yes. And just as he's about to walk into the living room, he hears a terrible shriek and gets shoved from behind, and he mm-hmm. screams. Mm-hmm. And it's the cat. It's and bonkers it's the cat. The cat. It was all the cat. It was all the cat. Mom and dad run in asking what happened. Jerry's like, it's that stupid cat. Mm -hmm. Mom and dad are like, but what were you doing down here anyway? Jerry Mm -hmm. says he heard piano music. His parents don't believe him. They ask him what kind of joke he's trying to play. Mm -hmm. Jerry insists that he heard music and that the piano must be haunted. So one thing with all of that, it's a situation where this is not the first time there's been a jerk cat. Like every time Arlstein has a cat in something, it's Mm -hmm. always a jerk. Um, the first book, it was a jerk cat and this book, it's definitely a jerk cat. What are your thoughts on that? Well, we had a cat in monster blood for sure. Um, I can't remember when else we had cats. It's 
more often than not, I think it's dogs usually. I mean, dogs are usually... cool. Like, there's no, there's never been a jerk dog <laughs> in R.L. Stein right. book. Yeah, yeah. So totally true. Yeah, I think R.L. Stein is a dog person. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think yeah. he has like a labradoodle or something like that. Okay, nice. Mm. Um, we find out in the story next that uh, Jerry's dad was a psychology major in college, mm-hmm. and so he's going to do some like uh, armchair psychology on Jerry, and he insists that Jerry's imagination and like feelings of a haunted piano and hearing this music are just manifestations of Jerry's fears coming from being in a new environment. So, so, you're, telling, so you're telling me that Jerry's dad is unemployed is what you're telling me. It's possible. I mean, he's... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, playing professor. Professor Dad thinks that Jerry uh, mm-hmm. is just processing his feelings in in different ways, and mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But also, Jerry's dad. You say he was a psychology major in high school, in a college, college but he yeah. doesn't say that he's um, a um, psychiatrist, psychologist right now. Yeah. So I feel like majoring in psychology is one of those things where a lot of people don't end up working in that field at all. It's just like. But sounds interesting, so it's like gotta pick a major. Oh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh, what about psychology? But then there aren't a lot of like psychologists out there. Uh, well, maybe there are. I don't. Mm. I mean, like again, we could be wrong. Um, comment in the comments below. Are you a psychologist or psychiatrist? <laughs> you know, are you offended by these statements? Let us know. I don't. I don't know that a lot of people who end up in psychiatry major in psychology as undergrads. Maybe they do, mm-hmm. but I don't know. And then, obviously, there's a lot of people who are in, like, the mental health mm-hmm, space that are not uh, psychiatrists. So, mm-hmm. yeah, there's some jobs out there. But I don't know. I feel like people who major in, like, psychology and sociology and stuff like that mm-hmm. often don't end up working in that field. But mm-hmm, mm-hmm. perhaps I've just offended many of our listeners. We just who lost knows? We just Maybe lost we'll four out. listeners. Oh, no. <laughs> no. That's, uh, most, that, that's, like, all of them. Yeah, so that's, that's true. That's all of our <laughs> listeners. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, can we move on? The next day at yes. school... Jerry meets uh, a new kid, mm-hmm. a kid at school named Kim, mm-hmm. who um, is in a couple of his classes. They start talking a little bit about music because Kim plays violin. Mm-hmm. And Jerry's now taking these piano lessons. And Kim says that she lives across the street from Jerry. Mm-hmm. So they're, maybe they're going to hang out. Yeah. And Jerry says that uh, he's taking piano lessons with Dr. Shriek. Mm-hmm. And Kim gets a horrified look on her face and she runs away. A couple days later, it's time for another piano lesson. So Jerry's playing a beginner-level Bach piece for Dr. Shriek. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. While Dr. Shriek weirdly obsesses over Jerry's fingers, he keeps saying, your fingers are alive. Oh, your fingers are he's alive. Like, Ooh, yes. Yeah, and he's like getting really worked up. Yes, you have such good hands. Yes. Yep. And he keeps he yeah. keeps telling him, he's like, all right, not bad, but play it faster. Faster, it faster. Jerry. Faster. Yep. Yes, Jerry, Faster. Like yep. so, <laughs> and he starts screaming. The hands are alive. The hands are alive, Jerry. Faster, <laughs> faster! I want to see your fingers move. Yes. <laughs> and Jerry's like, it's too fast. I can't play that fast. And he tries to stop playing, but his hands keep going. Even though yeah. Jerry tries to stop his hands, his hands are like possessed. And Jerry yells at his own hands to stop, but they keep playing. <laughs> stop it, hands! Keeps stop yelling, it. faster, faster. Yes. And that's how the chapter ends. And the next one starts with Jerry still unable to control his hands, and Doctor Shriek is still yelling. And then, George, damn it, Jerry wakes up. <laughs> it was all a dream. It was all a dream. So how many, uh, I, I think um, this trope gets hit every single R.L. Stein book, doesn't it? Yeah. There's not been one that uh, avoided the dream trope. At least half. I would say probably almost all of them. 
Yeah. Maybe maybe even yeah. every single book. It's very <laughs> for, commonly used. For those out there keeping score, let us know the dream tax, the dream count. So Yep. So yeah. Yep, but Joey wakes up and his heart is racing and his hands are asleep, like he's got pins and needles feeling in both hands. Mm-hmm. His hands fell asleep. Mm-hmm. And he calms himself down but realizes that he can still hear piano music in the house. So he was feeling is, pins and needles because I think he was sleeping on his hands somehow. Yep. Yep. So yeah, that that's that's a little bit tough. But yeah, like you said, Jerry um realizes that he hears piano music. And uh this time, what happens? Well, he creeps down to the living room and he can still hear the music playing. He says, mm-hmm. Who's there? There's no response. Mm-hmm. He gets close enough to the piano and realizes that there's no one there. Mm-hmm. And then very slowly, a ghost begins to appear at the piano. As mm-hmm. the ghost comes into view, it appears to be a woman concentrating very hard on the piano and playing music. Mm-hmm. She's got long hair, and mm-hmm. her face, skin, and hair are all gray. Mm-hmm. The, the ghost doesn't look at Jerry or acknowledge him until he says, Who are you? What are you doing here? Mm-hmm. Then the ghost woman stares at Jerry and says, This is my house. This is my piano. Jerry says, but who are you? Are you a ghost? <laughs> and the ghost woman lets out a loud sigh, and her skin starts to melt away. First, her face slides down to her shoulder and then off to the floor, mm-hmm. and the skull underneath is revealed. She's just eyes and a skull, mm-hmm. and she stares at Jerry, and in a menacing voice, she says, stay away from my piano. Stay mm-hmm. away. Eyes without a face. But yeah, yep. it's um, yeah, a little bit spooky here. You know, the whole face falling off type of yeah. thing. Uh, this is, um, again, while you try to observe without, you know, making yourself announced. Um, but yeah, yeah, this is, uh, this was tough. This would be tough for anybody to see. I'd, I'd be a little bit, uh, spooked out by this if I saw it. What about you? Uh, yeah, it's quite, quite terrifying to come across yes. that in your living room in the middle of the night. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. A skull face, like, screaming at you? Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that startled me. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess... I'd be alarmed. Asked, he asked her that if she was a, a ghost. Is this correct? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's like, are you a ghost? It's like, no. No, I'm not. I'm not a ghost. I'm, I'm a ghoul. I'm good. Yeah. I could eat you. It's like, yeah. what, what's she going to specify at that point? That's it's true. It's like, no, I'm a wraith. That's what I am. I'm a vengeful spirit. So... Uh, I mean, maybe the ghost wants doesn't want to be... You know, call the ghost. Maybe that's like they're not the right term. So it's they like, hey, we don't, we don't. <laughs> go ahead. Yeah, it's like <laughs> so, so. He's just she's just going to correct Jerry. Yeah, yeah. It's like, hey, we don't like to use the G word. Right. You know, that's our term. Right. Um, <laughs> it's exactly. like I don't identify as a ghost. I uh, identify as a banshee. Exactly. You know, so <laughs> yeah. So it's just that Jerry was kind of ignorant. And exactly. So it's imp- exactly. like how else are you going to learn? It's important to educate people. So yeah. That's these, fine. these these microaggressions against ghosts. So exactly. so yeah, wow. he needs to he, he needs to calm this down. Right. He needs to educate himself and you know become more tolerant. And yeah. stuff. So yeah. So Jerry, I mean, he's got a long way to go still. But he's got a long he's way try- to go. He's, he's so. trying. He'll, he's he means, trying. Yeah. He means well. He does. So he does. Jerry. He, Jerry does try to yell for his parents, but no sound comes out, and he mm-hmm. trips and falls to the ground. And he manages. He manages to yell out, and his parents come running. And mm-hmm. Jerry says, "Look, a ghost," because apparently he's not learned. So just <laughs> 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 not not good. Not, not a good, good look, Jerry. Not good look, Jerry. Yes. Yeah. Yes. yes. So as you might expect, Dad turns on the light and the ghost is gone. Oh my God! Now I'm saying it. it's terrible. Um, <laughs> and the spirit parents, is gone. So spirit is gone. Jerry's parents. Jerry's parents tell him that he was just having a nightmare. Mm-hmm. Jerry insists that he saw the spirit, and the spirit 
had said that it's her piano and it's her house. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And mom says, let's all sit down and talk about this, which seems like a little bit of an odd thing to say. Mm -hmm, But mom's mm -hmm. like, let's uh, stay calm here and let's talk it out. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Dad says that he and mom don't really believe in in spirits. Mm -hmm. Mom says that a woman told her about a nice doctor who talks to young people. (laughs) And Jerry's like, wait a minute, what's going on here? He's a little offended and defensive. He says, what, you think I'm crazy? Mm-hmm. And mom says, no, I, th- I just think you're nervous. Moving into a new house is- and going to a new school, taking piano lessons must be making you nervous. Like, no, no, you're not crazy. You're not crazy. But I think you need to talk to somebody. Yeah. So, but, I mean, mental health is a real issue and things like that. Uh, but there's a, oftentimes in these Goosebumps books, the parents do kind of patronize. Is patronize? Patronize? Patronize, yeah. patronize the children, yeah. um, and never believe them. So that's that's the um, odd, you know. Yeah. So, um, and then Jerry says, you know, I'm not nervous about being in the new house, the new school, the piano lessons. I'm really just worried about the ghost, actually. <laughs> oh, Jerry. But Mom says I'm going to go ahead and make that appointment appointment with Doctor Fry. Yeah. That's going to be the therapist person, psychiatrist, therapist. So this means she's been talking about this for a while this is something where she's been thinking about getting her son this appointment uh for a while she remembers she knows the name she already has the information so uh they've been worried about their son probably mm-hmm. since they got to the house so overall a pretty reasonable move from the parents mm-hmm. like we're gonna have you talk to somebody mm-hmm. um yeah. Well, actually, so I, I mean, I, that is actually, you're right. It is reasonable because they're trying to make sure their kid is okay, as right. opposed to saying, shut up and stop being bad, like, you know, other parents in this uh, series would have, you know? Yeah. So. But Jerry, of course, is very upset and, and annoyed that nobody believes him. Mm-hmm. He tries to go back to sleep. When he goes up to his room, he's afraid that the spirit will be there waiting for him, and he thinks he sees the spirit when he walks into his room, but it's just his bed. Yes. It was all a bed. It was all a bed. <laughs> but he gets another another little scare, and he gets in bed, and he's thinking about the spirit, and just kind of as he kind of drifts off, he hears the piano music playing once again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very persistent uh, piano playing from this mysterious entity that is inhabiting jerry's house you think that she wouldn't have to concentrate as much if she's playing the same piece every night that's true you know you think she'd pretty much get it so but uh. and we don't know how long she's been playing this song could have been a very long time and she hasn't mastered it yet Mm -hmm. so that's unfortunate no not great that's true i guess that could be why she maybe maybe that's her unfinished work trying to get the song right you know right so and as soon as she plays it you know, with proficiency, then she'll kind of pass on to the the next realm. Yeah, the next. Yeah, it makes sense. So you, possible. So you can't go into the big light in the sky until you can, you know, master this song, right? Yep. Is that how it works? Exactly. I think that's exactly how it works. Okay. All right. Cool. So Doctor Shriek shows up the next day for a piano lesson. Doctor Shriek is a weirdo as usual, mm-hmm. making his comments about Jerry's excellent hands. Ooh, he seems to be hands. very pleased. Excellent hands. Ooh, yes. He seems to be very pleased with the progress that Jerry is making. So Jerry's feeling pretty good about himself because he's getting a lot of like positive feedback from Dr. Shriek. Mm-hmm. He's saying his Obviously hands Jerry... do a good job. Yeah. Good hand job. Yes. <laughs> exactly. So Jerry's feeling good about that. Uh, Dr. Shriek is giving him a lot of praise. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Obviously, Jerry has decided not to heed the warnings of the spirit. He's still playing the piano mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. every day, even though the spirit told him, like, don't play the piano. It's my piano. This is my house. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So Jerry's not listening. 
Dr. Shriek says that he's so impressed by Jerry's talent that he wants Jerry to start coming to his music school for lessons. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So from now on, Jerry will go to Dr. Shriek's uh, basically school um, office thing on Friday afternoons. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, and and he's like, he's excited. He says, you know, hey, do you teach rock piano at your rock music at your school? Dr. Shriek's like, "Uh, yeah, we teach a lot, a whole bunch of different types of music at school. It should be, should be good. Should be good. So. So, yeah, yep. yeah. So Jerry's feeling good about it. Everybody's excited, mm. and Doctor Shriek is in the kitchen with Mom chatting about Jerry's lessons. Mm -hmm. And Jerry is looking out the window when he hears loud noises coming from the the piano, mm -hmm. as if someone's pounding on the keyboard. Mm -hmm. A few days later, Jerry has an appointment with Doctor Fry, the psychiatrist, who asks Jerry a lot of basic questions about his new house and his new life and his new school. Oh, before we even get to that, basically he hears pounding on the f keyboard like it's a fist pounding on the keyboard mm -hmm. he's not there and his mom actually blames him for the actual pounding they're saying stop it jerry you're being bad essentially yep so yep yeah but yeah it's very very frustrating for jerry mm -hmm. he knows he's not doing exactly. it exactly exactly so like you said he goes to dr fry's office and it's a pretty nice office dr fry's younger than he would expect for a psychi uh, psych psychiatrist psychiatrist yeah i think it's a psychiatrist yeah, yeah. And he doesn't have the big, long, black uh, sofa there. He instead has a nice, um, you know, two nice little chairs and stuff sitting in a pretty much empty room. Yep. But Jerry tells Dr. Fry about everything that's happened, tells him about the spirit that he's been seeing playing the piano and such. And the doctor says that sometimes the human mind doesn't want to admit that it's afraid of something. Mm -hmm. So the fears can manifest themselves in strange ways. Mm -hmm. He reassures Jerry that he's not crazy. And says that they'll get to the bottom of Jerry's issue. He says, you'll be amazed at what we figure out is behind that ghost of yours. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. How do you feel about that, George? That's pretty scary. That's like kind of some emotional, um, repressed memory trauma kind of yeah, thing to, to dig yeah. into. It's, it's, um, it's basically saying, what you saw, you didn't see. There's some other problem, and it's going to be figured out by me. You know, and yeah. so... Uh, <sighs> I mean, it doesn't even sound like he's entertaining the fact that he might have seen something, you know? So Yeah. Yeah, supernatural stuff tends to get dismissed in the Goosebumps universe by the adults. 100% so of the time. definitely seen that before. Unless, but, unless they're the deus ex moxia who explain how it works, you know? Yeah. So Yeah, it's pretty rare that an adult buys into supernatural stuff. We saw that maybe a little bit in like the... Maybe maybe a little bit in like the Curse of the Mummy's Tomb. Uh, I mean he he was studying that for a while, you know. Yeah. So he believed a little bit, but yeah, yeah. But anyways, at this point in the story, I was thinking like, is this a little bit about like mental health? Mm -hmm. Is this mm -hmm. kind of one of the themes in the story? So maybe we'll get more of that as we continue. Yes, yes. Oh, so Jer Jerry is just going to see the psychiatrist as he's walking out of the doctor's office. He feels the icy grip of the ghost hands grabbing his shoulder, mm -hmm. but it's just his mom. <laughs> it was just his mom. <laughs> yeah. There's so much like shoulder grabbing in this story, yeah. like three or four or five jump scares from like yeah. a, a, a hand on a shoulder. I'm starting to get tired of these jump scares, Justin. You know, I, I, I yeah. feel that he needs more legitimate scares as opposed to, oh, yeah. This the icy uh, thing gripped my neck. It's like, oh, it's my mom. Her hands were cold that day. Yeah. So, 
Yeah, we need some fresh, some fresh scares. Yes, some fresh scares from 1993, 1994, yep. whenever this came out. Yep. Yep. So overall, Jerry is starting to kind of obsess over the spirit mm-hmm. a little bit. Like he's kind of uh, thinking about it all the time, wants to figure out what the story is behind the spirit. Mm-hmm. Why is it playing piano? Why is it in his house? We don't know much about what happens over the next week or so, but I think Jerry's still hearing the ghostly piano music pretty often. Um, but he hasn't seen the ghost in a while. It was just that one time that he saw the ghost. Well, he stopped getting he out of bed to go look for the the spirit. Yeah. So. Yep. That's right. But he's still hearing it. And then that following Friday, he's got another lesson with Doctor Shriek. So he goes to the to the um, to the school mm-hmm, mm-hmm. now to to get his piano lesson at the Shriek yes, school. Yes. So he goes to the Shriek school first time. Him and his mom get there. They're not quite sure it's the right place because it's like way overgrown with vines and things like that. It's way out on the edge way of town. Way out on too. the edge of town, like far away from other things. And so they get there. And what I find odd is they get there. Uh, they don't know where it is. Mom rolls down the window. Here's piano playing and say, yeah, that seems to be the place. Why don't you go into this strange place way on the edge of town, son? I'm not even going to come in with you. You just go. You get yeah. that lesson and try to try to get out safely, you know. Yep, exactly. And they also said that it looked more like a prison than a school. So. Yeah. It's kind of uh, intense. So, so I, I put the mom down as um, one of those neglectful parents. What do you think? All right. Uh, I, I think it's probably all right. I mean, it's like a, they've met the music teacher. Mm-hmm. They're pretty sure that they're in the right place. They hear piano music, so that kind of confirms that they are in the right place. And it's like, go go find your teacher. I don't know. I guess, I guess it's know? different parenting styles. I go in at least one time, you know. I probably would too, but I wouldn't necessarily judge a parent for not going. In. I would. I judge them so That's hard. So, all right, <laughs> George. If we ever establish a domestic partnership, just you and me, there's probably going to be there's going to be a little bit of conflict to resolve in terms of parenting mm-hmm, styles. Mm-hmm. But we'll cross that bridge. Yes, when we get to yes. It, I, I, think. I think we'll be a strict but fair. Strict but fair. Okay. <laughs> fair enough. So Jerry is going to go into the school. He's got a very uneasy feeling, but he's he's going to go going to go in anyway. He's going to go in anyway. The school seems to be kind of a very strange place. There's a lot of like long dark corridors lined with mm-hmm. doors. Each door has a little window, and in each window Jerry can see an instructor and then a piano, and there's a student playing the piano in every little room. And there's music coming from every direction. Like there's many many rooms all with an instructor and a so- piano. And so it's these long hallways of like with like rooms. booming piano and stuff. And in my mind, if you're going to have like a school, you don't want to be able to hear every other room of piano playing in the hallway. That means that there's poor audio insulation, and there's no way you'll be able to concentrate on your stuff if you hear little Timmy, you know, messing up uh, Mary had a little lamb when you're trying to work on your Bach, you know. So I'd, yeah. I'd say either so, this is so a true. writer oversight in terms of knowing what a practice area would be like, or this is a building oversight. What are your thoughts? Definitely nice to have a little bit more soundproofing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, hard to concentrate on your piano music when you're hearing somebody else's. So completely agree. But um, yeah, I mean, pianos are pretty loud. Hard to have it 100% soundproof. I guess you kind of just do your best. and you know. yeah, Pianos could be loud or soft. That's true. Piano soft forte. Yes. Piano soft. Piano soft. Forte loud. Yes. So yes. So Jerry's uh, at the school trying to find Doctor Shriek, 
there are, as I said, there's many long corridors. The corridors kind of twist around the building. Mm-hmm. Jerry eventually gets lost looking for Dr. Shriek. So when he's wandering around, he starts to see these surveillance cameras in the hallways. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he's like a little bit like weirded out by that. Like, why are there so many cameras everywhere? Mm-hmm. And then he sees a large creature come around a corner and starts stomping towards him. Mm-hmm. Jerry turns to run away from this creature. And then he sees Dr. Shriek watching him. Dr. Shriek's got a smile on his face, and he's watching the enormous creature close in on Jerry. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Dr. Shriek says, oh, hello, Jerry. What are you doing all the way back here? I see you're admiring our mechanical floor sweeper. Mm-hmm. So apparently it was like a big, terrifying Roomba that had been coming after Jerry. And yeah. Dr. Shriek says um, that it had been – Dr. Shriek says that it had been built by Mr. Toggle, the janitor. So Mr. Yes. Toggle uh, is like the maintenance guy for the building, the caretaker of the building, the janitor. And he made this giant, terrifying Roomba thing that was chasing Jerry. Mr. Toggle can build anything. He's a genius. Yeah. Technically, wasn't chasing Jerry. Jerry was essentially in its way. So, this there's a difference. There's a difference between between something chasing you and you know it being in your way. Like when you're crossing the street and you get hit by a car, the car probably wasn't straight chasing chasing you. You got in its way. That's a very good point. Yeah. So it's a small difference, but an important one. Is it? It's an important distinction. (laughs) so dr shriek says okay well it's great that you're here let's get started they go to a small room with a piano dr shriek sits jerry down and places his hands on the keys Mm -hmm. which jerry thinks is weird because he knows exactly where to put his hands so why is dr shriek like placing his hands on the keyboard Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that's a little weird yeah after after practice dr shriek is very pleased he says that he'll be jerry's instructor until his hands are ready Mm -hmm. and then jerry will be given over to one of the teachers Jerry's like, when my hands are ready, what is that supposed to mean exactly? But yeah, this the lesson's is... over. Dr. Shriek says to keep practicing, and they'll have another lesson next week. Yeah, this is pretty creepy. This is pretty creepy indeed. All this talk about his hands. Oh, your hands aren't ready yet. And, um, yeah, it's pretty secluded type of place, you know, so. Yeah. Yeah. So Jerry's got to find his way out of the building, but it's such a long large confusing building that he gets lost again Mm -hmm. he's about to go through some double doors that he finds but someone grabs him from behind Mm -hmm. it's mr toggle the janitor jerry gets grabbed again yeah he said oh don't go in there it's like okay yep so it's mr toggle Mm -hmm. and mr toggle apologizes for scaring jerry and says that he'll show him the way out jerry compliments him on the buildings uh, the floor sweeper that he saw and says that dr shriek told them that mr toggle is a mechanical genius Mr. Toggle jokes that he programmed Dr. Shriek to say that, and they have a laugh. So that's fine. They have a good little laugh about that. It's like, yeah, so, all right. That's a, that's, that's a thing that happened. So, yeah, that's a thing that happened. Yes. So before Jerry leaves, Mr. Toggle says that he heard that Jerry has excellent hands, and he says that's exactly what we look for in a student. We, we, we like them good hands. Like those excellent, excellent hands. Excellent, excellent hands. hands. Excellent. Very nice, very nice fingers. Oh, so nice. So Very nice. <laughs> so that evening, Jerry's parents want to hear what he's learning, so they insist that he play them a song. Jerry sits down to play, but the piano starts making horrible noises on its own, mm-hmm. as if someone is pounding on the keys. Mm-hmm. His parents say, hey, knock it off. Jerry says, I'm not doing it, but they don't believe mm-hmm. him, and they send him to his room. I mean, it, how hard is it to just stand behind your child while they're playing? You know, I'm pretty sure if you look and see that their hands aren't touching the keyboard and it's just being mashed, that it's not them, you know? I don't know. Yeah. I'll, I don't know if the ghost or spirit mm-hmm, is mm-hmm. trying to um, 
not be seen by the parents and is trying to make the parents believe that it's Jerry. Mm-hmm. So maybe it's a situation where Jerry starts like he has his hands by the keyboard, the spirit pounds on the keys to make it look like it's Jerry, and then when Jerry pulls his hands away, the spirit stops, you know? The old Michigan J Frog routine. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. All right. Exactly. All right. Yep. Yeah, I mean that's probably the case, but I mean at least have the parents walk around to behind Jerry to kind of see what he's doing. As opposed to yeah. sitting across the room it's like, ah, oh, Jerry, you're you're being bad while they have another sip of their martini, you know. <laughs> exactly. That's what I imagine. So But in any event, the Piano is still haunted in some way. Super haunted. Still music being played, and Jerry's parents still don't believe him. So the next Friday, Jerry has a piano lesson again. He goes to the school and he sees Mr. Toggle, who gives Jerry a tour of the mm-hmm. workshop. Mr. Toggle's got like this nice, um, pretty, pretty impressive, like big workshop where he works on all this mechanical mm-hmm. stuff. So there's a lot of machines and parts laying around. There's an entire wall that appears to be a control panel with a lot of monitors and buttons mm-hmm. and a microphone. Mr. Toggle shows Jerry some of his some of his inventions, including a saxophone connected to compressed air that you don't have to blow into. And there's also some kind of head cap with electrodes that allows you to play piano chords just by moving your well, eyes. It, the funny thing is that I think uh, this shows R.L. Stein's lack of knowledge of um, how different machinery and inputs would work. If you want to move something okay. just by moving your eyes, you don't need the electrodes on the head cap. You just need some sort of camera facing your eyes. So that is, um, yeah. eh, I don't know. I don't know. I think yeah. uh, if he said you could do it just by thinking of a uh, chord, now that would be impressive to me. I'd, I'd, I'd be more interested in that. Yeah, I think technically there are like electrical impulses in the brain responsible for eye movement. This is true. This is so true. So maybe it just happens to be tracking those. Mm-hmm neurons and synapses but i don't know okay. but i think that to your point it would make more sense if it was like you can play music just by thinking yeah, about it yeah but maybe yeah. that was too fantastical for mr stein to uh write down so yeah hmm. i think we're not quite there in terms of the actual technology that exists in the world today but you can like move limbs yeah. just with like thinking about it if you we're pretty right. close. I mean, there's even been these little games where they, you put on this headband and you do different concentration to raise or lower a ball through like an obstacle course. Um, I've that. tried something like that. And they say, oh, it's uh, looking at your brain waves, but it's actually just um, – it's literally just um, picking up measurements from your muscles on your like face, tensing or relaxing. Mm-hmm. So, Yep. So yeah. All right. So back to the workshop. Yes. And it's and it's and it's time for Jerry's piano lesson. So he goes to leave the workshop, and as he passes some metal cabinets, he hears a small voice in the cabinet saying, "Please help me." Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He asks Mr. Toggle what it was, but Mr. Toggle just says, "That's just old equipment making noises." Now get out of here. And Jerry <laughs> hears the the voice again, but Mr. Toggle is staring at him. So he leaves the workshop, goes to his lesson. So yeah, you're in someone's creepy office. In a cabinet, you hear a voice saying, help me, please help me. And the person says, ah, that's just a broken fax machine. That's just the sound it makes. Um, Exactly. And you're like, oh, but but they're just staring at you. It's like, it's a broken machine. It's like, okay, I'm leaving. So, Yeah. So Jerry's out of there. He's got to go. The next day, he's out shoveling snow, Mm -hmm. and he sees his friend, his neighbor friend Kim Mm -hmm. again. 
calls her over and they talk about music lessons mm-hmm. and then they go inside. Jerry asks why she ran away the other day when he mentioned that he was getting lessons from Dr. Shriek. Well, he, and Kim he says, in, invites her inside for some hot cocoa, you know, so sure. basically he says, hey, it's cold out here. You know, it's cold outside. We have some hot cocoa. You want a drink? You know, and they uh, go treat themselves to some nice hot chocolate. So exactly. Yeah. Nice. And then so they're talking about music lessons. They're talking about the music school, talking about Dr. Shriek. And Kim says, I don't really want to talk about it. It's too scary. Don't you know the stories about the Shriek school? Kim says that there are monsters in the school, and Jerry laughs and says, oh, I've seen the monsters. It's just a giant, terrifying Roomba. It's just a mechanical floor sweeper. Kim also says that there are stories about kids going in for lessons and then disappearing forever. So, I mean, this is a situation where she asks him if he knows the stories. Obviously not, if he's trying to figure it out, you know. Yeah. It's like, come on, common sense. I mean, I mean, context clues. If he doesn't know the stories, let him know, you know. Yeah, but let him know. Fill them in. Yeah, you got to fill them in. Make sure they're safe. So, but he tells her, or she tells him a little bit about it, and he doesn't really believe her. Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. But it does make him think about the voice that he'd heard in Mr. Toggle's workshop. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And Jerry says the school isn't haunted, but his piano is. Mm -hmm, He tells mm -hmm. Kim about the the spirit and how it's playing music all the time. As he tells her, the memory of it becomes more vivid, and he starts to get kind of upset thinking about the spirit that had been playing the piano. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And Kim doesn't believe any of it, which gets Jerry a little bit frustrated. Yeah. Kim's mom calls and says that she needs to come home. Yeah. But as Jerry as Jerry is walking her to the door, they hear the piano playing. Mm. Um, but it's uh, it's just the cat. It was all the cat. The cat. Across the keyboard. <laughs> yeah. Cat walking across the keyboard. Classic. Another fake out. Yep. Classic. So. So that, that night, Jerry hears the music playing again. He's not really sure that he wants to see the spirit again, but he walks into the living room anyway. He sees the woman with the long hair, head down, concentrating on the piano. Mm-hmm. Jerry gets closer, and the music is very intense, and he realizes that he's holding his breath. Mm-hmm. When he exhales, the ghost woman looks at him and says, the stories are true. The stories about the school are true. And she raises her arms, and there are no hands attached to the arms. Mm-hmm. It's just stumps. Her hands are gone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So she's like, oh, it's true about the school. And then she's got no hands. She's got no hands. She's got no hands, Lieutenant Dan. Uh, So, yeah. yeah, So basically this uh, freaks Jerry out pretty bad. Um, Yep. He basically is like, how do you play piano without hands? He basically – is this the point where he blacks out screaming? Uh, he screams, and his parents run in to calm him down. I don't remember if he if he blacks out or anything. He blacks out screaming. He doesn't realize he's been screaming. He just is on the floor screaming when his parents get downstairs. Now, that is a high level of trauma, you know. For sure. I've never, to my knowledge, blacked out screaming. Have you? I have not. Yeah. So, now this is when you need the mental health professional to talk to your son. Mm-hmm. Also, if I was these parents and my parent and my um, child is getting so freaked out around a piano that he's blacking out screaming, I probably wouldn't send him to a spooky piano school by himself with a that's guy true. that's been drooling all over his hands. So, yep. no, you make a series of valid points. Mm. Completely agree. Th- I mean, they're on. They're like mindful of the fact that. There may be some stress in Jerry's life that's mm-hmm. leading him to um, talk about this music and talk about this spirit, but then mm-hmm. they're not really following up and digging into all of the different elements of Jerry's life to see where yes. this stress may be coming from. Yes, yes. 
But, I mean, when they come down, they talk to him, they take it seriously. Um, I think he says he doesn't want to have piano lessons anymore. That's right. Correct. He's really having kind of a meltdown. He's screaming. It's, he's screaming, it wasn't a dream. He's saying he doesn't want to take piano lessons anymore. And his parents say, okay, you don't have to take piano lessons anymore if you don't want to. Besides, but... Yeah, like, you've only got one lesson scheduled anyway. But they insist it, that he go to that lesson to talk to Dr. Shriek because you can't just quit. Yeah, we, we already paid for it. Yeah. And so, okay. Like, okay, I understand you want them to address Dr. Shriek um, right away. But... You know, his mom wins the Worst Mom of the Year award uh, with the next thing that happens, you know. What, taking him to school? She takes him to the school, yep. and he's like, uh, Mom, will you, will you uh, come in with me or wait for me? And she's like, uh, no, Jerry, I have things that I need to do. Yeah. You know, you uh, you go bad. in there, you, you stay for an hour in a place that's obviously traumatizing you, and I'll get back whenever I'm ready to pick you up. Yep, you know? that's pretty bad. Yeah. Yeah. Worst mom of the year. Worst mom ever. Yep. So so Jerry does go to the school. Uh, he goes inside. He's looking around for Dr. Shriek. It occurs to him that he's never seen another student in the school, which is strange. He's just seen the instructors in the classrooms. Mm-hmm. And he finds Dr. Shriek, and they go into a practice room. Jerry starts to tell Dr. Shriek that he doesn't want to take lessons anymore. And mm-hmm. Dr. Shriek snaps at him. He grabs Jerry's wrist and says, no, you're not leaving. You can't quit. I need those beautiful hands. I need those beautiful hands. Yes. Jerry screams, let, let, let go of me, but Dr. Shriek won't let go. He keeps saying, such excellent hands. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Jerry breaks free and runs out of the room. Dr. Shriek is angrily yelling at him for, to come back. Mm-hmm. Jerry is running and running and running, but he doesn't know which way to go. Dr. Mm-hmm. Shriek is keeping up with him, even though he has kind of a limp. So Dr. Shriek mm-hmm. can move, even though he's got like a, a limp when he walks. He's, he's got that, uh, that Jason walk. Slow mm-hmm. and steady, but he gets where he needs to go. Exactly. And Jerry sees some doors ahead, and Dr. Shriek yells, no, don't go into the recital hall. But Jerry runs through the doors anyway. It's a huge room. It's got rows and rows of pianos. And the sound of all of the pianos playing all at once is very loud. And Jerry realizes as he looks across the room that all of the pianos are being played by hands. Not people, no bodies, just hands. Just like Severed hands, hands playing pianos. Wow. Yeah. What a sight. What a and sight are, to see. Exactly. There's like dozens of pianos, rows and rows of pianos, all being played by dismembered severed hands there are also instructors in the room and they all look the same they're all, all like all bald men in gray suits nodding their heads to the music nice dr shriek runs in and dives at jerry jerry dodges out of the way but he doesn't know which way to run and dr shriek is closing in on him mm-hmm. dr shriek grabs jerry and says i need those beautiful hands jerry jerry need those beautiful hands i need those hands jerry, jerry. need those hands jerry give me those hands, hands. i want those hands and then it's Mr. the is this the point where Arl Stein puts out a, a one-page chapter? Oh, probably. Yeah. Yeah. The, w- w- another Arl Stein trope. As he gets closer to the end of the books, the chapters get shorter. Real short. You know, I think the worst he's done is one page. You know, so yep. it's uh, it's rough. But Dr. Shriek has grabbed Jerry, and just then Mr. Toggle, the janitor, runs in, and Jerry says, hey, Mr. Toggle, help me. Mm-hmm. Um, right? Because Mr. Toggle couldn't possibly be part of this whole operation. But Mr. Mm-hmm. Toggle says, don't worry, Jerry, I got you. And Mr. Toggle runs over to a metal control panel on the wall, pushes mm-hmm. a few buttons, and Dr. Shriek slumps down lifeless. And Jerry's like, whoa, Dr. Shriek is a robot? What? And all of the hands in the room are still pounding away at the pianos. Mm-hmm. So Jerry tells Mr. Toggle to make it stop. Mr. Toggle goes back to the control panel, 
and then all of the hands and the instructors stop moving. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So Jerry's like, what? Everything's a robot? And Mr. They're Tiger all says, robots, my dear boy. <laughs> yes, <laughs> Dr. Shriek is my best creation. But yeah, I made all these robots. These are all robots. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. So. Yeah. So Mr. Toggle appears to be a very important character in this situation because Dr. Shriek was kind of getting weird and creepy. But mm-hmm. Dr. Shriek was a robot possibly mm-hmm. controlled by Mr. Toggle the whole time. Mr. Toggle mm-hmm. was also controlling all of these instructors in this whole school. So Mr. Toggle appears to be running things in this entire school. The whole operation is revolving around Mr. Toggle. Makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah. So, all right. And Jerry's so- like, well, that's insane. I should really be going now. And Mr. <laughs> Toggle says, I can't let you leave. I need your hands. See that piano over there with no hands? That's going to be your piano. Mm-hmm. Mr. Toggle says, hands are just too complicated to build. They're just too hard. I've designed a program that can make hands play music better than any human, but the hands have to come from people. So Mm -hmm. he needs those excellent hands. He's really a fan of the arts and appreciates great music, Mm -hmm. but this is a really important project for him. He says, music is so much more beautiful when human mistakes don't get in the way. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Interesting take. Interesting mistake indeed. It seems like he's like... um Certain artists from the 90s, you know, comic book artists from the 90s just couldn't draw hands, some of them. So, mm. yeah, hands are hard. Yeah. Hands are hands tough. Yeah. He can't, he can't build hands. He needs to harvest hands from students in the town. Human children and adults. Human children. That's right. Yeah. And then that's going to be his um, basically, you know, army of hands playing piano mm-hmm. based on the program that he developed. And they're going to play piano better than any human could possibly play piano. They're going to play own. the greatest piano. You know, it's going wow. to be, it's going to be, it's going to be, make you say, wow. You know, you know, other, other piano players not, aren't as good. You know, they are, you know, hacks. They, yeah. you know, it's false, it's fake music is what they're playing. You know, this piano is the best piano in the world and things like that. So, yeah, presumably Mr. Tago is like a composer. Making this music, I feel that he's probably more of a tinkerer, and he has he enjoys music. He has an interest in it, Love but it. he, if he was better at it, he probably would realize that you could do it without cutting hands off of people. You know, ideally, yeah, yeah. yeah he would. Un- Jerry says, "Go ahead, go ahead." <laughs> like, so uh, basically, like even with down to the saxophone thing. You know, yeah, you could blow air through a saxophone, but it's the different um, ways that you put air through the device that gives a different inflection, you know, and stuff like that. Yeah. So it's yep. it's the um, – well, we could talk more about this later, but sure. go ahead. Let's but finish Mr. this up. Mr. Tog- Mr. Toggle wants those hands, and Jerry says, no, you can't have my hands, mm-hmm. and he tries to run. He sees a door, uh, and he tries to run towards the door. But then the ghost woman appears blocking the door, and Jerry is trapped. Mm. And the woman says, I warned you, and floats towards Jerry, but then goes right past him. Mm -hmm. She's staring at Mr. Toggle, who is very alarmed. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And the ghost woman raises her arms and says, awaken. And a gray mist materializes at each piano and forms into a ghost. The ghosts all rise up and reattach the severed hands to their bodies. So this spirit woman who had been playing piano at Jerry's house... Mm -hmm has materialized at the school, mm-hmm. has kind of arisen this army of spirit people who have taken back their hands mm-hmm. 
and the ghosts all then float towards Mr. Toggle with outstretched arms. Two things here. Two yes. things here. I like to imagine that they're playing Death Clock. You know, um, you know Death Clock, right? I do. Yeah, I, I like to imagine they're playing Awaken, 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 Awaken. Yeah. Take the lives that must be taken. Um, and um, yeah. And also, second thing, did she have this power the entire time and she was just waiting till it was, you know, the climax of the story to use? Uh, great question. I don't know. Um, I thought it was conspicuous timing also. I don't really know why they chose this moment to mm-hmm. rise up as the, as the spirit army and get their revenge on Mr. Toggle, who had taken all their hands. Get their so. revenge. Yeah, so. I really don't know. I mean, I guess. I guess. I mean, but yeah, it's not indicated in the story in any way. Jerry didn't have a sort of magical talisman or whatnot. He yeah. just had the fear of a child. That's right. You know, never underestimate the fear of a child in a uh, R.L. Stein book to cause Deus Ex Machina to happen. So. Indeed, yeah. But these ghosts are are floating towards Mr. Toggle with outstretched arms. Mr. Toggle screams and tries to run, but Jerry blocks his path. Mm-hmm. The ghosts then descend on Mr. Toggle, grabbing him and pulling him to the ground as he's screaming. How small is Mr. Toggle, and how big is Jerry? Yeah. Uh, well, Jerry just blocked the path. What do you mean? Like, I why mean, did like, Mr. Toggle just plow through Jerry? Yeah, I mean, I, I'd have to imagine that a grown adult should be able to get past a, what, 13, 14-year-old That's right. kid? Yeah. You know, I mean, I don't know how, how good his hands are that he was able to, like, you know, keep you back. Oh, excellent hands. George. Excellent hands. Excellent I guess hands. I guess he has good hand work yeah. you know, with a quick jab or something he like that. So. Mr. Toggle with his beautiful hands. With his beautiful hands. Yep. I don't know. I, I I think he'd just drop a shoulder and get out the door, you know? So I I agree with that. But the ghosts the ghosts are floating towards Mr. Toggle with outstretched arms. Mm-hmm. Mr. Toggle screams and tries to run. Jerry blocks his path. The ghosts grab Mr. Toggle, pull him to the ground, and he's screaming as he's dragged to the ground. Mm-hmm. The ghost woman looks at Jerry and says, I tried to warn you, I tried to scare you off. I was a victim of this school, and I didn't want you to be a victim too. She tells Jerry to run and call for help, mm-hmm. but Jerry is frozen in place, too scared to move. Yeah. The spirit army then carries Mr. Toggle out the door <laughs> and out of the building. They're floating and carrying Mr. Toggle into the air. Mr. Toggle appears to be floating away over the woods. Mm-hmm. Jerry says he knew that Mr. Toggle would never be seen again. Mm. So Jerry's done with the piano. He's yeah. done with all that business. His parents sell the piano, and he never sees the ghost woman again. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, yeah, so basically, they carry him deep into the woods, never to be seen again. Yep, that's the end of the Shriek School. That's the end of Mr. Toggle. Yep, the yep. Ghost, the ghost army has kind of um, gotten its revenge, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so they feel good about that. And Jerry, you know, he, I think, enjoyed playing piano, but I think he's done. He's had enough. Well, I mean, so, there's a ghost army in the woods now, so I guess. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. 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 And Jerry decides to try out for the baseball team instead. And he says he's not a great hitter, but he's good in the field. Everybody says he's got I've great got hands. Great hands. Oh, uh, drum sounds. And that's the end of the story. Yeah. That that is an interesting story. Interesting yep. story. So, your first yeah. take. Your first take on this, Justin. Um yeah, it's it's an entertaining story. A lot happens. Yes. I think it's crazy that this world is a situation where we've got a crazy guy doing crazy things and we've also got ghosts yes yes in this world 
Like, is there a connection? They're kind of two unrelated concepts. Like, you've got a crazy guy, and you've got ghosts who are able to take their revenge on crazy guy. So, it's an interesting kind of um, combination of elements, mm-hmm. of story elements. You've got a kind of psychopath guy mm-hmm. who also is kind of a mechanical genius, an eccentric weirdo mm-hmm. building this army of hands. Mm-hmm. And then you've also got, um, it's also taking place in a world in which the victims of this crazy guy happen to be able to seek revenge as ghosts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, interesting combination of elements comes together for quite a story. Yeah, it comes to, I mean, that's one of the things I said is that this uh, tried for, um, instead of just a normal swan dive, uh, into uh, the deep end. This one goes for like some different flips on the way down, and it takes the elements of both the supernatural, the sci-fi horror type of element, and a little bit of that body horror, you know, a little bit of that Cronenberg uh, on the yeah. on the way. So um, I like that. But yeah, it's a uh, an interesting story. Uh, the cover is spot on, you know. So if you um, yeah, that's true. Yeah. it's too it's too on the nose. Yeah. It kind of gives away that there are like severed hands playing piano. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm sure you look at the covers like, yeah, whatever. But I mean, by the time you get to it, it's like, yeah, yeah that makes sense. I understand where it came yeah. from. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, interesting read. Um, yeah, you mentioned this before, but I, I did think it was kind of odd that the ghosts chose that moment to act. Yeah. Like they could have gotten revenge on Mr. Toggle at any point. At any point. Like they didn't, they didn't have to wait for Jerry's like, story arc to kind of come to you know climax they could have just like taken out mr toggle at, at any time but they chose to wait i don't know why doesn't make a lot maybe of she me. just figured out the piece and it's like all right got it and then she can go get a revenge revenga but they always knew that it was mr toggle that had done that to mm-hmm. them mm-hmm. and if they were there was nothing that like there was no switch that got flipped that like enabled mm-hmm. them mm-hmm. to uh, take the revenge as far as i yeah. can tell did I miss something? Yeah. Was there something that Jerry did that it allowed them to, to get their revenge well, finally? Well, se- several different things. One thing, like I said, maybe practicing the piece at Jerry's place, you finally got it perfect. And it's like, all right, now I'm at the right level. I could go get my revenga. Or something that I just thought about, when Mr. Toggle turned off everything, maybe he did have some sort of anti-ghost you know, field that got shut down, and when he sh- didn't realize he was shutting it down, and then all the ghosts came and got him, you know? But, yep. I mean, that's a stretch. That is a stretch, you know? Because he seemed surprised to see the ghost, you know? I th- yeah. I, I, I do really think that this is Deus Ex Stein, you know? Um, you know, so it's, uh, it, it's a little bit rough. It's a little bit rough, um, RL, you know? I'd yeah. say, how how would you have uh, ended it better? Oh, George, you always put me on the spot, like asking me to to outdo R.L. Stein with a better twist. Yeah, ending. you only had about. I think like... what, what I what I need to see is maybe Jerry brings the spirits to life mm-hmm. by doing something, yeah. and maybe it's music related. Maybe he like perfects a piece. He plays a piece of music better than. Uh, Mr. Toggle's like um, programmed hands are able ah, to like Mr. Toggle yes. was a, Mr. Toggle was obsessed with like playing to perfection and how hands using his program were able to play music better than any any actual mm-hmm. human. So maybe Jerry like 
practices so hard and does so well that he perfects a piece and, and Mr. Toggle hears it and it like weakens Mr. Toggle mm-hmm. somehow because he hears Jerry play this piece of music so perfectly that it like crushes his spirit and then the ghost army is able to like overcome Mr. Toggle mm-hmm. uh, in his weakened state. But we know that Jerry is never going to be that good, you know. Perhaps um, not. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, that is a good ending. Also, what of the person that's still in that cabinet? Now that we know that he's been uh, putting people in cabinets. Yeah, I don't really know what that. That person's going to die there. If not already uh, dead. Possibly. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, they, they could be already be dead. And what of the town folk whose children's and children's whose children whose parents, whose nieces, nephews, uncles, aunts have been going missing for years after they went to this school. I mean, it's well known amongst the children. Why hasn't the police stepped up and done anything? It's unclear. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I also don't know, like about your comment about the the voice in Mr. Toggle's workshop, Mm -hmm. like in those metal cabinets. Like, I don't know why a person was even Mm -hmm. in there. Do they maybe maybe everybody who whose hands were taken maybe they're all still alive they're just handless and they're in the school somewhere? You think it would be reported? You know? Well, I I don't know. Like missing persons should definitely be reported whether they're alive or dead. Yeah. But maybe everybody whose hands got harvested maybe they actually weren't killed. Maybe they're all in the school somewhere. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know. That would be that's pretty that's pretty rough. That'd be crazy. And maybe the hands can still be reattached. I'm pretty sure they're dead because they're said spirits, you know? Maybe. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) They're dead and gone, man. I forgot about that. Yeah, you're right. They're dead and (laughs) gone. So. All right. Yeah, they're dead. Yeah. Shoot. So, um, but I don't know. It's an interesting concept. It's a fun little story. It's a good little read or listen, however you partake of your goosebumps nowadays. Um, yep. And, um, yeah, the twist at the end, you could see it coming a little bit, but it was still entertaining to watch. So Yeah. Wow. George, I just realized we're like an hour and a half into Oh, this. man, it was a good one. It was a good one. So let's try to wrap this up a little bit quickly. Let's go. Yeah, let's go back to the uh, Goosebumps Wiki page. So I'm at the Goosebumps Wiki page right now. So we have one of the covers here. Um, uh oh, I'm going back to this one. Looks like it's Maybe. the one from the UK. Uh, Palaces can be murder. Now, if you look at this one, when it makes no goddamn sense. <laughs> it, so is this the UK version? I think it's the UK version. Yeah, this is the UK version. If you pull it up, it's this guy. It's just like a head. With like gray hair and a mustache and like a cyborg eye. It's it, it, it's me- Mr. Shriek. Yeah. yeah, I guess it's Mr. Shriek, and he's got mechanical. He's got mechanical hands, robot hands. Kind of makes sense because he's a yeah. robot, so that's fine. I mean, but, I mean, this one is definitely on Terminator vibes, you know, and things like that. Uh, but yeah, yeah, this one, as the other one, you know, kind of gave away the ending. This one is just like. Yeah, just slap you in the face with the ending, you know? So there are other ones which are different colored palette swaps of the initial uh, thing. But that yep. that UK version was just just terrible. Just terrible. Oh, yeah. there's there's one where it has like a, 
um, skeleton fingers, but that just seems like... Yep. It's a fr- one of the French Yeah, it seems things. like they said, yeah. um, Pierre, um, we got a Goosebumps book. We need this put to print mm-hmm. tomorrow. What? Yeah, tomorrow. It's like, oh, okay, give me a picture of a keyboard, and I'll put these skeleton hands on there. Let's go. Skeleton hands, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Not, great. not great. Another skeleton hands one. Yeah, it's the second version of the yeah, French version. So, These are all French versions. But yeah. Um, see anything else? Uh, let's thing? see if we have any international uh, differences. International release. In Portugal, this was a 24th book in the Goosebumps series. Huh. Interesting. They probably just moved a few things around. Trivia. The ghost in Jerry's house is never actually named in the book. However, the Goosebumps official collector's cap books is revealed the girl is actually named Maria Klein, and she lived in Jerry's house before him. She was one of Dr. Sh- uh, uh, Shriek's finest students. Okay. Okay. Nice. Yeah, so she's yeah. got a name. The tagline for the book is an allusion to Played Again, Sam, um, which is a common misquotation of the film Casablanca. Okay. The tagline okay. is Played Again, yep. Hands. So, okay. That's right. Yep. Played again hands. R.L. Stein stated that he was originally going to call this book Guitar Lessons Can Be Murder because his son was taking guitar lessons. But people kept telling him that guitars weren't scary, so it was changed to piano's lessons. Agreed that pianos are scarier than guitar. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But string, stringed instruments can be... Well, I guess piano technically is like a stringed instrument, It is right? stringed. But, yeah. but it's like, a percussion uh, instrument, actually. Uh, yeah. Is, is it like both? Yeah. It can be both, right? Yeah. It's like, it's got strings. Mm-hmm. It's got percussion because like hammers hit the strings. Yeah, yeah. So. Fascinating instrument. But also, something like a violin can be very scary. Yeah, yeah. For sure. But a guitar, not that scary. Yeah. A guitar is not that scary. I think probably just due to the fact that the how much has been modernized, you know, so. But I think as a parent, it's when your child is plunking away at a guitar loudly. It's like he's probably frightened and stuff like that, you know. So yeah, he probably was annoyed. So, but um, let's see. This any more trivia there? Book was referenced in the Arl Stein in the Goosebumps game. A piano in the Dead House is manufactured by Shriek and Toggles. So that oh, nice. that that's neat. That's neat. Yep. Overall, good stuff. Good. Yep. Good stuff. Yeah. Yeah, so overall, I think it was a good book. It was a fun book. Um, there are some problems. Uh, but, you know, it's it's not as bad as other um, others in the series. Um, yeah, it was good. I like it. Was I like the book. Was this your favorite one so far? No, definitely not. But it's um, maybe top five. Top five, wow. Okay. At some yeah. point, we'll have to do a top five. Um, okay breakdown but i think this one yeah. was okay I, this one was not annoying the main character did his best you know like he was put in a bad situation and he did not do stupid things and i like that you know yeah um i like pretty the, pretty pretty reasonable person yeah i think he'd fit into reasonable people except for all that like wasting time like try to prank your parents stuff yep that's true but you know i like that arl stein you know had the um kid pass out screaming you know i didn't even realize he was screaming you know it's one of those things where it's like oh i heard a scream i didn't even realize it was coming from me so that that's that's a uh 
evocative or very telling of the level of fear that he experienced. Yeah. So that's very yeah, visceral. That was, that was good writing. So yeah, I like that. But yeah, but with all of that, any other uh, notes for this book? Nah, I don't think so, man. I think it was a good one. I think I it was think a good one too. It was a. Uh... There was a lot to talk about. Yes. I yes. think that it's since it's the first time that we've done this in a while, mm-hmm. I think it was good to get back in the swing of things. It was good. It was always good. Always good chatting with you, uh, Justin, about these Goosebumps books. And also yeah, man. with you, the fans out there, you know, who have been um, chomping at the bit for the next uh, episode. So this has been a very special holiday episode of the 13th episode, uh, book of the Goosebumps series. Um, uh, be careful what you cast for. Uh, where can people find this podcast, Justin? Uh, everywhere. You can find it on any podcast player in the world, pretty much. Stitcher, iTunes, many other places. You can also find information about the podcast on Facebook mm-hmm. at uh, whatever slash bcwuc4. <laughs> what was that? BC, BCWUC4. Be careful what you cast for on Facebook.com. Uh, yeah. My preferred podcast... Um, site is um soundcloud so oh, yeah, definitely SoundCloud. check us out on the soundcloud you always forget yep. soundcloud i do so but yeah so with but all... soundcloud's been very good to us so yeah yes. check out soundcloud yes so check us out on soundcloud stitcher uh, itunes wherever fine podcasts are sold tell your friends you know tell your enemies tell uh, your enemies yes. yes and put your comments in the in the comments below like and subscribe you know we look forward to hearing from you guys. And what would be the next book, Justin? Oh, I don't know. Do you know? Let's see. Can I look it up real quick? Let's see what we can do. The next book would be Werewolf from Fe- Werewolf of Fever Swamp. Nice. That yeah. is an awful name. <laughs> but it's not great. But it's uh, going to be like a monster story. I like a monster story. Yeah. Yeah. So stay tuned for uh, the next upcoming story. Um, we thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. And we will catch you all next time. Peace. Peace.